Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today, you're listening to Talk Therapy. It's a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Remember, these episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your own therapist. Well, we are in a new mini-series, and it's all about hard conversations. In the first two episodes, we discussed the real reasons that we avoid them and why we need to have these conversations. Now, this week, in our final week in this series, we're diving in to how to have those healthy and hard conversations. I hope you took last week's conversation challenge seriously because we're going to use whatever situation or person came to mind as we walk through today's steps on how to have these conversations. All the tips that I'm going to share today are simple and practical, but they may take time and practice to implement. So I just wanted to tell you that so that you know it's okay if you don't nail them all every single time. But you can circle back around to them before having a hard conversation to see if there's maybe even just one that you'd like to improve on for that situation or conversation. All right, so let's get into it. Here are 10 simple steps to have a hard yet healthy conversation. And the first one is one that if all you did is this one, you'd be golden. (laughs) It's pray. You have got to pray first, pray always over these conversations. I am a big believer in prayer in all areas of our life, yet often we don't bring that into when we're going to have hard conversations with people. So before I'm going to have a hard conversation, I pray. I pray over the person in their heart. I pray over my heart. I pray over our words, our minds, our thoughts, our emotions, I pray for clarity of mind. I pray for softened hearts that we can hear each other. Do not skip this step. We have got to pray. And especially if you're, it's a relationship where you could pray with that person. I know a lot of times before my husband and I have hard conversations, we will bow our heads and we will hold hands and we will pray. And we'll just say, Lord, please come be with us in this conversation. Direct our words and help us just to uh, gain clarity or whatever it is that we're trying to do. So pray. That's it. That, w- that one's simple, right? We can all do that one. All right, now let's get into some other nuts and bolts of these conversations. The next thing, start simple. I want you to focus on discussing one problem at a time and be specific. Sometimes we don't get very far in conversations because we do bid broad sweeping statements So practice being specific about what it is. All right, here's the next thing. Ask for a good time to talk. This is another really crucial one. Choose calm moments rather than when either of you are stressed, tired, hungry. I don't know about you, but early in my marriage days, for some reason, the time I would get the boldness to bring up something that was bothering me would be around midnight when we're both falling asleep. 
Okay, note to self, note to anybody listening, that's the absolute worst time that you can bring up a hard conversation is when you're falling asleep. That's so bad. It's not going to work. You're both going to end up frustrated and then you're going to think, well, see, this is why we just don't talk about these things. No, the timing was just all wrong. All right, next, try your very best to do these conversations either in person or if you absolutely have to on the phone or a video, you know, Zoom call or something because emails and text messages, they often get misinterpreted. I know we are all guilty of this, of sending off a text message or typing up an email. And, you know, where email and text can be helpful is you could email and text the person and say, hey, would would we be able to get together and talk about something? There's something on my heart I want to share. I think I told you guys this last week that I did that with a friend of mine from years ago. I sent her a text and just said, hey, could we get together? I have something I want to talk to you about. I know it's so tempting. I believe me, I've, I'm guilty too of firing off those messages. But we all know this, that the tone of those messages is open to interpretation from the reader. So where you and I here talking, you can hear my voice and you can hear me say something in a nice, calm way. If you're reading the same thing, you might receive it in a completely different way. So do your best to do it either in person or when you can at least hear each other's voice. Uh, Next, come with an open and teachable heart. This one's on you. You can't make the other person come with an open and teachable heart. You can pray over them to come with an open and teachable heart. But I have learned that when we enter into conversations with a hard heart, things are not going to get very far. And so just come with an open and teachable heart and pray over your heart until it gets to that point. All right, another practical thing. Use I statements. And here's what I mean by this. This takes away the blame of you. And so I'm going to give you a simple sentence structure, but first let me give you an example of what I mean on a you versus an I. So if I were to come to somebody, uh, let's pretend that I'm talking to my husband, and I say, you're so closed off, we need to talk more, versus I could say, I feel lonely when we don't talk. Do you see how I changed, I said you in that first thing, and you is very blaming. You are so closed off. When I switch it, though, to I, I'm telling him I, what my responsibility or what what I'm feeling here, I feel lonely when we don't talk. So here's the simple structure you can follow for this. I feel, insert your emotion, like in my case, I feel lonely when you insert situation, in my case, when we don't talk. It's that simple. I feel, insert emotion, when you insert situation. Again, this is one of these tips that I'm telling you about that's gonna take some practice. That's okay. Don't expect yourself to be perfect. And sometimes I know it feels a little silly, but practice the very least, changing it from you statements and blaming to I statements and how I feel. All right, we got just a few more tips here. Avoid words like always and never. You're always running late, or you never take out the trash when I ask you to. Those are very, again, blaming statements that are just things that we just want to take out of our vocab uh, when it comes to having these hard conversations, because those kinds of words, 
make people feel like they they live up to that, right? Like I can never make you happy. No matter what I do, you always criticize me. And so you kind of tend to bat those words back and forth, the always and never words. Just get rid of them out of your vocab the best you can. Avoid hurtful body language. Here's some hurtful body language. Uh, body language. Eye rolling, scowling, mocking, crossed arms. You know, crossed arms is one of those body unspoken body languages that says, I'm closing myself off to you. So just be mindful of your body language. Um, now here's the last two, or the second to last one is, tell them how much you value the relationship too much to not bring up this thing that's coming between you. Now really, if I was going to be honest, I would actually probably include this in the very beginning of a conversation, not at the tail end. So these that I just read to you, by the way, are not in particular order. Doesn't mean you should, this is not step one through 10 from top to bottom. Like I said, these are lots of steps or lots of tips would be a better way to say that, that you can kind of pick and choose on which ones you would like to improve upon. You might be like, man, I do all of like eight of the 10 great, but oh, you know what? There's probably one or two that I could work on. And so when you're going to bring up a hard conversation, again, if you're talking about with your spouse or somebody that you're in relationship all the time, you don't have to say this thing every time, but even just every now and then having just an agreement between you two that says, I value this relationship so much that I have to bring this up. This even works with the boss, you know, like saying, hey, I love my job so much. I love what I get to do. I don't want to leave this job. And this is why I want to bring this up right now, because it would make me sad to leave this job just because I wasn't willing to bring up something that's been bothering me. And then at the end of any of these hard conversations, thank them for their time and for being willing to really listen to you. Thank yous just go so far. People really love to be appreciated. And this really is a gift that they give you that they created space and time to listen to what you had to say. So just be sure to thank them. And then again, pray, 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 and pray some more. Okay, guys, well, I hope that those steps were helpful. I hope they didn't overwhelm you. And if they did overwhelm you, I want to encourage you to just pump the brakes a little bit. And again, focus on one of those things that you can improve on. Okay, I'm a big believer in baby steps in any area of our life if we want to see success, right? And some kind of progress is better than nothing at all. The only way we get better at being good communicators is to practice. So just choose one of these and decide, you know what, next time I have a hard conversation, I'm going to do one of these things. Well, let's finish up today's episode with our conversation challenge. Uh, The first part of this challenge is I want you to go back to where we started and ask yourself if you struggle with avoiding these hard conversations. And if so, be brave and choose to have one hard conversation this week. Now remember, start simple and small. Don't practice all 10 steps at once. If all you can do is pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the words that you need to say, that is enough. And you can rest in that. And then here's the second part of this challenge this week. I want you to share this episode and even this series with a friend or a spouse or a coworker. 
You might even share it with someone with who you need to have that hard conversation. And you can actually let them know it would mean a lot to you if they listened before you talked. Then guess what? Your first hard conversation could be about what God spoke to you in this series. And I say a hard conversation just because sometimes it's hard to get vulnerable with each other and admit that, hey, I maybe haven't been doing the best job in this area, or I don't really feel heard in this area, whatever it is, whatever it is that God brought up to you, that would be a great place to start. All right, let me pray over y'all. Father, I thank you so much for bringing this series up. I thank you that communication was your idea, still is your idea. I pray for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. Help them to be brave enough to have the conversations that you would like them to have and bless their words. Soften hearts, Lord. Restore relationships. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, hey, don't forget to grab that resource I have for you on communication. It's free to download. You can go to rachelgilbert.com forward slash marriage and get it there. And of course it is, you know, that word marriage is in there, but it applies to every type of relationship that you have in your life. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.